0: Welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk about business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business?
1: Join us as we go Beyond the Numbers to find out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weaver Beyond the Numbers. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode today. Today, we're talking about bonus depreciation of business assets. And joining me on the podcast here is Rob Nowak. He is a partner in tax services at Weaver. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me.
0: Thanks, Tyler. It's good to be here.
1: It's good to have you on, Rob. So let's start off and just give everyone a base level of understanding. What is bonus depreciation and what property qualifies?
0: Bonus depreciation is one of these incentives that's been around in the tax code for about 20 years. It's an enhanced expensing election that allows taxpayers to immediately write off the cost basis of qualifying assets placed in service during the year. So you'd ask, well, what are qualifying assets? That's property that has a maker's class life of 20 years or less. That's tangible property and also includes some other property that's specialized to an industry like certain water treatment property, software that's amortized over three years, and certain types of plants. Both new and used property now qualify for bonus depreciation, which is a little bit of a departure from some prior law. In 2017, you've heard a lot about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed in 2017. Under the 17 Act, not only was the law changed to allow new assets, in other words, newly acquired by the taxpayer and first used by the taxpayer to qualify, but also used property. So property that you'd acquire that had previously been placed in service by another taxpayer now also qualifies. However, if you've previously used the property or a predecessor entity or related entity had used that those assets, those would not qualify for bonus. But otherwise, new and used assets qualified. Hmm. There's also a specific classification of property, which we'll probably unpack a bit, referred to as qualified improvement property. That's certain improvements to real estate, commercial real estate, that are very relevant to the discussion.
1: Well, let's talk about that right now, because there has been a lot of talk about qualified improvement property and bonus depreciation. So has that been resolved? Let's, let's talk a little bit more through that.
0: Well, you're referring to some of the confusion that first existed when the 2017 Act was passed. Right. And, you know, strange things happen when you try to pass tax laws too quickly in the middle of the night, and folks haven't properly read them or addressed certain considerations. There was in the law what was widely regarded as a drafting error mm-hmm. regarding this concept of qualified improvement property, QIP as it's known. Qualified improvement property are improvements made to the interior portion of a commercial building after the building is first placed in service. Congress, when they enacted that definition in the law in 2017, intended for that property to be classified as 15-year maker's property. And if you remember I said earlier, bonus depreciation applies to assets that have a 20-year or less class life. Well, when the law was passed, the law did not specifically state that that QIP had a 15-year class life, so it defaulted to a 39-year class life. That was a big problem, because while Congress intended for some one effect, it got something entirely different in the law. We waited for Treasury or Congress to act to correct this, again, what's regarded as a drafting error. Congress had not acted, and Treasury refused to interpret the law different. But It took a global pandemic, but we got it done. In the CARES Act, when the CARES Act was passed in 2020, Mm -hmm. it contained the fix, and we've referred to it as fixing the QIP glitch, that affirmatively stated that that property is 15-year property, qualifies for bonus depreciation. Big change in the law, victory for the U.S. taxpayer.
1: So, considering tax reform proposals, what's expected to change for for bonus depreciation moving forward? Uh, That's the good news. Mm. We always
0: say the only thing constant is change. Well, (laughs) in this case, not much is stated to change in any tax reform that's coming out of House Ways and Means that's been proposed by the Biden administration. There are changes to the expensing election, but from a statutory standpoint, are already written into the law. Mm. Currently, the bonus depreciation election, excuse me, the bonus depreciation incentive provides for 100%, election, 100% expensing of the costs. Well, that's scheduled to scale back over a number of years. It becomes 80% for tax years beginning in 2023, 60% in 24, 40%, all the way down to zero by the tax years beginning in 2027. So under current law, bonus depreciation goes away starting in 2027 we're often asked, do do we think that'll change? Well, I think bonus depreciation is something like Social Security and Medicare. It's been enacted, we know it's there. Can can we take it away effectively 100% at some point? Well, it's stated to go away, but it's gone through many iterations over the last several years, has been scheduled to sunset, Congress usually acts and brings it back in some fashion. So while we can't definitively say that it will, we would expect there to be some action at some point in the future that does put bonus depreciation back in another form before 2027.
1: So that was really well put. I liked that comparison a lot. So last question here, uh, Rob, on this topic is, if a taxpayer failed to claim bonus depreciation on a previously filed tax return, what can be done to repair that particular situation? And should companies do an accounting method change or an amended return?
0: Well, when the law changed, specifically the law around that qualified improvement property, Congress recognized that it had to provide some mechanisms to allow what you just suggested. Mm -hmm. There has to be a mechanism to allow taxpayers to claim bonus depreciation that may have been foregone. So not long after the CARES Act was passed in 2020, Treasury stepped in and issued a flurry of what we call revenue procedures that provide a method for taxpayers to either claim bonus depreciation that was foregone, revoke a late election to claim or not claim bonus depreciation, or to treat that qualified improvement property as eligible for bonus depreciation. As it relates to certain types of real estate entities, many of those procedures also contained provisions that allowed real estate-type entities to revoke what is known as a real property trade or business election, allowing them to take bonus depreciation on those qualified improvement property assets.
1: Rob Nowak, partner in tax services at Weaver. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Great. Thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon covering more topics across this world. But for this one, for my guest today, Rob Nowak, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.